Hello and welcome to the Dante in a Year podcast. My name is Danny Fitzpatrick. Today, March 25th, 2021, is Dante Day, a celebration of the 700th anniversary of Dante Alighieri's death. Dante is best known, of course, for his poem The Divine Comedy, which describes the poet's journey through hell, purgatory, and heaven. It's a poem which touches on virtually every element of human life, from war and right leadership to the motion of bumblebees and the shifting of the stars, from the depth of sin to the height of human and divine glory. Yet it's a poem which often remains relegated to the classroom, where it stands guarded by an endless forest of scholarly footnotes. This year we'll be reading through all 100 of the poem's Kanti, the individual little songs of which Dante composes his comedy. We'll be using my new translation, which is beautifully illustrated by sculptor Timothy Schmaltz and which is available through Amazon. Throughout our journey, we will have occasional guests who can shed some light on the beauty of the comedy, and I'll also be providing some commentary along the way. But our main goal is simply to read the poem together in a way that doesn't require any great time commitment or scholarly labor. Instead, with just a few minutes each week, we'll be able to encounter the poem itself and to go along with Dante on one of the wildest adventures ever described. Without further ado, let's begin with Dante's Inferno, Canto 1. In the midst of the journey of our life, I returned to myself through a shadowy wood, for the right way was barred. Ah, how very hard it is to tell the way of that wood, so savage and harsh and strong, that to dwell in it renews the fear. Death itself can barely be more bitter. But to tell you all the good I found, I will speak of the other things I saw. How I came to that place I can't well recount, filled with sleep as I was at that point where I forsook the fine way. But then I found the foot of a hill, there where that valley that pierced my heart with fear had failed. I looked to the height and saw its shoulders clothed in the early rays of that planet that takes us straight through every road. And now the fear that had burned in the lake of my heart through that night I'd passed with such distress was quieted a bit. And as one who, with labored breathing, escapes from the fury of the sea to the shore and turns to gaze on the perilous water, so my soul, still fleeing, turned around to marvel more at the pass no living person ever left. Then when I'd composed my weary body a bit, I took up the way through the desert slope again, my firm foot always the lower. And look, close to the start of the steep, was a leopard, light, so swift, and covered with a spotted pelt. And it refused to turn from me, and so much impeded my path that I was often turned to descend. It was the time of the morning's return, and the sun was climbing with those stars that were with him when divine love first moved those beauties, so that despite that beast in its gaudy pelt, there still was cause to hope in the time and in the sweet season. But hardly had the fear left when the sight of a lion appeared to me. He seemed to come against me with his head held high and with rabid hunger. Even the air appeared to tremble. And a wolf, full of all longing, who seemed a carcass in her thinness and makes many live in wretchedness, this so yoked my soul with the weight of the fear that rushed up at the sight of her that I lost the hope of the summit. And as much as the one who soars in his gains, when the time comes that he must lose them, begins to weep in all his thought, so did the pacing beast make me, that coming against me, little by little, repelled me to where the sun is silent.
While I retreated to the low ground, there, ahead, a faint figure was shown to my eyes through the long silence. When I saw him in that great desert, I cried out to him, Have mercy on me, whatever it is you are, whether shade or a man. He replied, Not a man, though man I was, and my parents were from Lombardy, both Mantuans by birth. I was born beneath Caesar, though it was late, and I lived in Rome under good Augustus in the time of the false gods. I was a poet, and I sang that just son of Anchises who came from Troy then when proud Ilium was burned. But why are you returning to such suffering? Why do you not ascend the delightful mountain, the source and cause of all joy? Are you then Virgil, that fountain pouring forth so rich a flow of speech, I answered him, my brow clouded with shame. O oh, honor and light of other poets, let the long study and the great love that made me so search your work avail me. You are my master and my maker. You alone are he from whom I took the lovely style that made my fame. You see the beast from whom I turned. Protect me from her, famous sage, from her who makes my blood and pulses falter. For you there is another way to be taken, he said on seeing me weeping, if you wish to escape this savage place. Since this beast by whom you cry allows no man to pass her way, but harries him so harshly as to kill him, and her nature is so wicked and fierce that her yearning want is never appeased, and after the feast is more famished than before. Many are the beasts by which she mates, and still there will be more before the hound should come to make her die hatefully. This hound won't eat of lands or riches, but of wisdom, love, and strength, and his birth will be between felt and felt. He will be the salvation of lowly Italy, for which the virgin Camilla, Euryalus, and Turnus and Nisus died by iron. This hound will hunt her in every village, until he's returned her to the fire from which the primal envy loosed her. Thus, for your sake, I think you ought to follow me, and I will be your guide, and I will lead you through an endless place. There you'll hear the desperate shrieks, you'll see the ancient suffering souls crying out in their second death and you will see those content in the flame for hope of coming among the blessed, whenever that should be. If then you should wish to rise to those, you'll find a worthier soul than I. I'll leave you with her in my parting. For that emperor who reigns on high, because I was a rebel to his law, wills not that I should come into his city. He reigns in every part, and there he rules. There is his city and the high seat, Oh, happy is he elected to be there. And I to him, Poet, I entreat you by that God you knew not, that I might flee this evil and worse. Guide me to that city you've described, that I might see St. Peter's door and those you call so sorrowful. And so he moved on, and I came close behind. Thanks for joining me in this first episode of the Dante in a Year podcast. Please subscribe, share, and comment. And I'm excited to see you next Tuesday for Canto 2.